top of the morning to you. Hello. What's going on, fabulous people, fabulous family, fabulous friends? This is your girl, Fabulous Frida. Always your host here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. And I tell you, I tell you, excuse that noise coming in on the top. But you know, I got this little indicator that lets me know, you know, things that's moving about. But this is what I want to talk to you about this morning, is moving about. Have you ever had one of those days where you wake up and you feel real good? You just energized, you feel like the ever-ready bunny, and you know, you just got everything set up, made up, fixed up, orchestrated for your day. And all of a sudden, as you get to moving about your day, you might be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. It could be lunchtime. And all of a sudden, you start feeling this zap from your energy. You start feeling drained. And you be like, well, what's that? I woke up feeling good about 30 minutes ago. And all of a sudden, you might feel a little lightheaded. You may feel a little weakened. You may feel like you need to eat some breakfast, I'm just saying. But whatever it is, something in your body begins to shift. And then you begin to feel like, what is this? Well, I'm going to tell you what I came to think of. Because this morning, I somewhat encountered that. And as I was switching in the kitchen, making my breakfast, I woke up feeling great. I woke up feeling grand and I woke up feeling good. And so I said, okay, God... What is this? Where did it come from suddenly? And many a times I I have came to discover even about myself and my body that I will pick up other people's symptoms. And let me tell you something. That's definitely not a joyful thing to be able to have to encounter You know, it's a blessing because it always keeps you alert and attentive. Listen, you got to grab this to know how to intercede for people, to know maybe what to stop and intercede for. So that's a blessing. That's a gift. But let me tell you something. Gifts comes with a price. Now, they don't come with sorrow, but they come with a price. Because the Bible said all good gifts comes from God. And he added no sorrow. But let me tell you, it didn't say nothing about. He don't add a test for a testimony. It didn't say anything about that it don't add no sorrow. But it don't mean that you won't go through something and you won't encounter some things. That's a part of human nature in all of us. No matter where we stand in our relationship with God, we all going to encounter some things that don't always make us feel good. But just because something doesn't make us feel the best, it does not mean it's going to bring sorrow. See, sometimes God will allow things to fruition in our day to protect us along the way. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. But anyway, what I want to talk to you about in life This was the question that came to me as I went through that zap. I said, God, what is is it that's zapping this energy level? And I woke up with all this energy. And this is what God said. What's zapping the energy is evil. Or let me repeat that. What's zapping your energy is evil. Let me say it one more time. What be zapping the energy is evil. There are some evil forces. There's some principalities, spiritual wickedness from high places. Make no mistake. When they know that there's an anointing that rests upon your life. They will make you a target. Hello. And so the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, let me tell you something about certain evil. It it, it, it tracks and traces certain spirits. And see, if you got a spirit of compassion, if you got a spirit of love, If you got a spirit of kindness, if you got a spirit of joy, if you have a spirit of temperance, if you have a spirit of meekness, if you have a spirit of self-control, I'm just saying, 
you'll be tested and you'll be tracked and you'll be traced. See, this is the thing about evil. It walketh to and fro seeking, oh God help me today, whom it may devour. Now, when we look at the story about the man in the Bible, that the Bible declares, listen to me, he was a just man. He was an upright man, and he knew, listen to me, oh God help me today, he knew no wrongdoing. If he did it, it wasn't with intent, and his name was Job. Now, the Bible records that Job was an upright man. And many of us, when we go through our tests and trials and tribulations, we most definitely, and I can speak for myself, have not always lived an upright life. So this is why I'm saying even, even, even there have been people biblically written. Jesus, prime example, great example. He knew no sin. See, I said Job may not, but Jesus, I know. He knew not no sin, but he still went through the tests. He still went through the trials. He still went through tribulations. But the blessing is, the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation because the testing of your trials, oh God help me today, is the ones that going to generate your blessings. But how do you get to that place? You may be asking. You got to push past. So you got to keep pushing. If the devil can get you to surrender wholeheartedly, he can get you to give up. You got to keep pushing, even when it look blink, even when it look like it ain't going to be like, you got to keep pushing. Let me tell y'all something. I was switching in the kitchen and I said, Lord, I feel a little faint, but I heard the spirit say, you got to keep pushing and not to say now, don't listen to me. Don't, don't do things where you don't understand your level of faith and your level of power and your level of belief. Oh, God, help me today. Now, if you feel like you about to faint and you need to call the ER, you need to stop and call them, okay? Don't, don't, be, don't be unwise. Now, with me, I'm on a whole nother level. Because, see, I have to first start examining things. I said, okay, God. First of all, am I feeling this way because it's me? Or is it somebody, your symptoms I'm picking up? Oh, God, help me today. Y'all got to grab this. So, you know, so the spirit said, go get your cell phone. Because I'm switching in the kitchen. It's over there in the bedroom. That's right. I don't keep my phone on my hip at all times. So, I goes over and I get the phone and I see where I had a couple of missed text messages. But one text message stood out in particular. And, you know, and so what the person said to me, they said, you know, I know I haven't been in touch with you. And I'm going to paraphrase it real quick that often. But they said, but I definitely miss your encouraging words. And I'm going to I'm gonna move forward and keep it in touch more often. So, you know, I respond back. And I said to them, I said, well, let me, let me, let me let you, good morning. You know, we did the little, she, they did the good morning. I did the good morning. And then, and then I said, I totally understand. Because with God, these were my exact words, with God, there's time and season for everything. And I kept everything. Because everything is everything. It's just like all everything. There's a time and season with God for everything under the sun. So I always look at things like that. This is how you get to that place of harmony where you don't fall out with folks. And you don't let your feelings fail you. Because you get all caught up in thinking that because you ain't heard from people in this amount of time. And they disconnect from you in certain seasons. It's okay. That might be just the time and season with God to do just that. And see, I'm grown and good and mature enough and seasoned enough to embrace that. Have been for a long, long time. I don't fall out with folks just because I don't hear from them. I don't I don't get the saying all kind of nasty, negative stuff because I don't hear from people. Because I understand that. 
that God transitions people in their season based upon what God needs you to engage and disengage with. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Some folk, God needs you to leave alone in certain seasons, in other words. Some folks in certain seasons, God don't need you dealing with them. Because, see, it depends on how God knows. See, God knows our thoughts. God knows every hair on our head. God knows our heart. See, he see all these things that other people, people, people can't see. I don't care how much time you spend around anybody. They cannot count every hair on your head. Hello. I don't care how much time you engage and spend with anybody. They cannot see your heart. All they know is what you tell them from your heart, but they can't see your heart. So listen to me. Even a heart surgeon, he can he can take your heart out and put it in another body. I'll put another one in yours. But if he cut that heart down the middle to look inside, it won't be no 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 of no more use. Why am I saying this? Because it's a time and season for everything. And even those days when you go through those feelings, listen to me. This is what you got to get. You got to ask God, what is this feeling about? Am I picking up somebody else's feelings? See, people didn't teach us that in church. That a lot of people don't teach you that from the Bible. But it's in there. Why do you think, oh, God, help me today. When the lady touched the hem, oh, my God, of Jesus' garment, she didn't even touch his body. She touched a piece of cloth that was on his body. But the Bible says a virtue, my God, came up out of him. Listen to me. You got to grab this. When sometimes you get connected with people, and it may not just be physically what I'm saying. It could be in the spirit realm. And when you get connected with people in the spirit realm, sometimes a ferment will come out of you, a draining, a zapping of your energy. Because you get connected with folks, and you don't know what they're going through. But this is the thing. God will have you to get somewhere and intercede for them. So when I saw that text message this morning, of course, my heart began to just say words and prayers because of situations and circumstances for God to move on behalf of this individual as well as their family. You know, and so sometimes when we going through things in our body, what I want to say is not about us. Sometimes you got to tune in and tap in in the spirit realm. And consult God and get still. Let me tell you, I, I had to learn this now. Listen to me. This started happening to me probably about seven years ago. Now, as long as I've been living, I never tuned in, tapped into it. About seven years ago, I kept picking up, picking up some symptoms, different things. Things that I, my body never encountered. And then somebody called me. And they told me what they had been encountering. And that's when the spirit gave me confirmation and said it was that person. I think they told me they had been dealing with a headache for three days. And I thought that was ironic. Because I ended up having a headache for three days. And let me tell y'all, now here I am, before these seven years, I don't suffer from headaches. I'm just saying. Then every now and then I get a knee ache. I didn't suffer from knee aches. But when I would get one, it would turn, it would teach me how to turn my prayers. You hear me now. So I learned then about seven years ago, every symptom that go on with my body was not about me. And sometimes it'll catch me mid-scream in the daytime. I'm talking about I'm feeling real good. It'll catch up me so mid-scream. Let me tell y'all something. I have to stop, drop, and pray. Because if I don't, I feel like I'm going to faint. So I just have to stop. And I have to prostrate myself. I have to lay across my bed or lay on the floor. But I have to lay before God. And I just begin to intercede and pray you know, with him and that. For whomever it may be, sometime God will give me a vision of the person's face. And sometime he'll just let me encounter the symptoms. And I believe that I'm not the only person. I know I'm not the only person. This is not just a belief. Because God has no respect of person. And sometimes we go through things that other people don't understand. 
And that's why in this season, oh God, help me today. I don't have time to dabble and dibble and play with the devil. I don't. Because the devil might as well flee. I'm just saying. And see, this is the thing, because when you know sometimes things happen to your life, inevitable. Listen, y'all got to grab this. And it has to do with the devil. But it's that devil that you didn't invite. Hello. Now, them devils that show up in your, through your hello phone, or you invite them in. I'm just saying, that's why I'm in this season. I'm telling y'all, there are certain people, they can't come across my threshold. I don't care. What their relationship, they can meet me down the street, round the corner, at the hotel, motel, holiday inn, if they come this away. Because I'm telling y'all, listen to me. You got to get this part about feeling that spirit. When you feel drained and drapped and zapped in your energy, once you determine it's not your health, then you realize that you need to intercede with somebody and they help. Now, listen to me. You got to grab this. So, 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 let's say you stop and you pray. And once you finish praying, you don't feel no better. Listen to me. Sometimes that means you became a target. And so, when you get to that, because it's three th- steps in evil. Sometimes evil becomes us because we're tested. Y'all get that? Like Job. See, Job didn't invite the devil in. Hello. This was something that was being discussed between him and and the devil and God. And so God knew. He knew. He said, listen, have you considered? Oh, God, help me today. See, y'all, you know, if you read your Bible, you will understand what I'm talking, what I'm saying, what I'm saying. He said, have you considered my servant Job? So what does that mean? That means the invitation for the devil to come in had nothing to do with neither Job or nobody else. This was a communication between God and the devil because the test. That's why I say sometimes you got to examine these three areas. Is it a test? Is it about you? Is it a test? Because God said, one thing I know about Job. If I test him, because God tests us, trust me, Google it. It's in Proverbs. I can't remember the exact same scripture and, and, and verse, but I know for a fact it's in Proverbs that God tests his children. So God said, and I know Job going to pass the test. But all the while, listen to me, y'all got to grab this now. All the while, the devil had been walking to and fro. See, one thing about the devil, let me, let me, let me, let me help break, break it down for some people who don't understand this realm. The devil walks to and fro. The devil flees. That means he flies. And the devil tempts. That's what he do. He tempt people. But the only way he can get through to you and anybody, they got to yield to the temptation. Listen to me. That's the key right now. To keep you pushing is to not yield. Now, if he gets you to give in, and he got ways to get you to give in, in your mind, your body, and your spirit. And when he do that, he can reach your soul. I'm just saying, hello. When he get to your spirit, he can reach your soul. That's why it ain't time to be playing with no devil. All them confusing spirits. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. I talk to people I know for a fact they got a lot of confusing spirits. But that, that don't mean that I don't see, realize, and recognize what they are. Just because I talk to them. Now, talking to people and entertaining people is a whole nother ball game. Now, so when Job, minding his business, was being tested, the Bible indicates that the devil was already walking to and fro, seeking whom he can devour. So what does that mean? That's the devil's daily duty. Hello? Some people need to stop acting so brand new about what the devil's duty is. That's his daily job. He gets up if he ever go to sleep. Because I don't think he never sleep. 
That's why God is omnipresent. Because he know the devil don't never sleep. So he don't neither. The devil neither sleep nor slumber, but neither do God. And this is why you got to understand your belief system. And this is why you got to always acknowledge God in all your ways. You know why? Because the enemy is ever present. Evil is ever present. Listen to me. It's ever present. So what do you do about it? Do you just throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care and just surrender? Absolutely not. You got to arm yourself likewise. Now, how do you arm yourself against the devil and evil? Well, I'm going to tell you one of the most profound scriptures is not to return evil for evil. Because, see, this is the thing. We all encounter situations that challenges us. Everybody, everybody. This is the only way we can encounter changes by challenges and receive growth. You can never grow if you not if you don't go through changes and challenges. I don't care what nobody tell you. If they tell you anything different, trust me, they're a liar. I'm just saying, period. Because most of us grow from our experiences where we go through changes and challenges. And when we go through them, we go through them in our mind, our body, and our emotions or our spirit. That's what I call our spirits. That's why you can't go by everything you feel just because you feel a thing don't make you right. If you don't feel what the Holy Spirit is teaching, leading, and guiding you, that is truth. If it ain't the truth, then that's some feelings that are failure. That's some feelings that lead you in the path of unrighteousness, not righteousness. That's why you got to be careful when you act upon those feelings. And see, before you act upon your feelings, though, something going to tell you what to do. Either yourself or somebody else. Hello. I hope somebody grabbing this. Because you will never make a move to do anything where you need to make a decision. Listen to me. You will never make a decision without listening to yourself, God, or somebody else. I'm just saying. Somewhere you will not make a move concerning anything to fulfill your life without a voice. So this is why when we get to the scripture, what does the scripture say? The scripture says that when it comes to our words, listen, y'all got to grab this. It says, the Bible says, to protect yourself from evil, you got to watch what you say. That's the first thing. Because it says life and death, and I'm and I'm freestyling, so don't don't you got a Google search? I'm gonna tell you it's a scripture. It says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Now, what scripture that is, I'm not sure, but I can tell you this much: you got to be careful what you say at all times. At all times. At all times. It's in Proverbs. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the tongue can be used as a weapon to harm and destroy. Or as a tool to build and heal. Now, so the first main personal words you want to make sure. That's why you got to acknowledge God. And what did God say? What did God say? Because if you get caught up in what people say, because people, evil people are always, always around. Remember, evil is always walking to and fro. Now, how do evil walk to and fro? Sometimes it's it's supernatural. That's right. You can't even see it. And sometimes it's through other people. But how do you, because some people now, you got to get in that, that, that place with God to understand it in the supernatural realm. That's them spiritual wickedness from high places. But when you but when you get it from people, how can you determine the life and death in the power of the tongue of people? Because you got to listen to what they say. You got to listen to the words they use. Do, I, do they always talk about hurt? harm, 
evil, damnation. How often do you hear them lift up and say good things about people? That's that was one of my cues. I'm telling you, if I if I'm talking to people and I got to always overcome objectives and say something positive for all they negative, I know, I know that's a negative nickel. I'm just saying. Y'all know what a nickel is, right? Okay. <laughs> because it don't have no particular color. You know, they got this color now called transparent. It been transparent. All transparent because people use it for verbalage to, to, to describe that they're being very open with who they are. But transparent has been a, a color that don't have no color. Okay? That means it's clear enough where you can see through it. And so, you know, people get on these common phrases and they like to attach them to themselves. But transparent was when you really got a color where it came to derive a lot of times. And you didn't know which colors to blend. So you wanted to keep it like a clear, you know, like fingernail polish. That clear fingernail polish, that's transparent. Okay. That's considered transparent fingernail polish. It has no color. It's clear and you can see what's underneath it. Now, me, when I hear people say that, they're going to keep it transparent. I be feeling like they're a liar. I'm just telling you what I feel. Because if people tell the whole card, whole card truth, well, you can see all the way through their lives. I don't think too many people want you to know a whole lot of stuff that they did. Now, certain things they may decide to be transparent about. But when they say, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell my life and transparent, I don't believe that. I'm just telling you, I don't believe it. Because I believe some people done did some things, slept with four husbands, did some dirty deeds, put some dirty stuff, said some dirty stuff. They ain't transparent enough to tell all that. I'm just saying. They may be transparent to tell a quick testimony. But they ain't transparent about their life. So my thing is this. If you ain't going to tell the whole truth and keep it 1,000, then don't be acting like you so transparent. Just tell your truth in that story and let that be your truth in that story. Hello. So listen to me. This is the thing. You want to be able to know what does it take, though, to overcome this evil. When you're feeling this evil, well, again, remember the first step is to find out if it's a test from God. (laughs) God, God, do test us. Number two, you want to find out is whether or not you're picking up symptoms because you need to stop and intercede and pray for somebody. And if you know that you don't carry that gift, then you know that's not it. Then you may need to call 911 to get you some help if you feel faint. And number three, you have to determine if it's from the evil that's supernatural or through people. Because people can be very evil. And they can burn candles. They can light matches. They can create ashes. They can, let me tell you something. I didn't realize how evil-minded people can be when they can't get what they want. When they can't talk to you. When they can't be you. That's what I said, be you. It's people so sick in the head. That they got so much covet, that's what the Bible call it, stored up in them until it just like about to bust their guts. I'm telling you, I've never experienced an aura in the earth where there was so much covet that it is in the land today. Now, growing up, yeah, people would covet their neighbor. They see somebody get a car, they want to get one like them. But that was far and in between because back then, people understood they went where their money would take them. If their money couldn't make them afford to get a new car, they didn't get one. Nowadays, people covet so hard, their money can't afford to get a new car, but they'll go broke, busted, and disgusted trying to get one just to keep up with somebody. I'm just saying, hello. You got so many people trying to keep up or trying to flex to impress folks. And they going in debt. Straight through to the dungeon. I'm just saying. Why? Because they so busy trying to impress people. And why do people do that? Because they covet. Because they want something somebody else got. They want to keep up with the Kardashians. 
the Joneses, and anybody else that they feel getting attention, hello, and they're not getting it. I'm telling you, people, evil is so on the rise and on the rampage. You got people in relationships, past and present and future. That's what I, that what I said, and future. Folks who want to draw you in their life because they selfish and they self-centered. Then you got people who somebody can know, love, and care for you. And if they not trying to do stuff to lure you to them, then the people they involved with trying to do stuff to lure you away from them. I'm telling y'all, listen to me, listen to me. Y'all got to grab this. You be sitting there, and I'm going to tell you, the only way I know this stuff, because I have been given by the grace of God, the ability of insight. And, and some people call it discernment. And when you can see the gift of discernment, it'll let you discern, detect, and pick up things even when other people not paying attention. Hello. And all discernment is when you watch as well as pray. And sometimes that's why I get in my quiet zone and I don't say much and I don't engage with a lot of people because I'm trying to hear clearly from God. And I got to be certain that it's God and not me or myself. But let me tell y'all something about this thing. When you understand, first off, life and death being in the power of the tongue. Then you got to understand, how can you warn off evil? Well, the Bible says we overcome evil with good. So instead of speaking all what I call garbage disposal words, then you begin to speak words that are good. Then I always, I'm going to tell you what I do. Then I follow up with fundamental scriptures. What does that mean? That means scriptures that relate to what I'm encountering. Is I don't go all all out the way and start looking at other scriptures or some, how some people do just pick up the Bible and start reading. I start with fundamental scriptures. And those are scriptures that relate to what I'm going through. So if I've seen like I feel like I'm dealing with something that's an evil force, there are certain scriptures that I have. Now, I can give you a few but I don't necessarily use these. But you can you can research and select your own. But I know when you look at Isaiah, for example, 40 and 31. It say, but those who hope in the Lord will renew his strength. And some of them say in the King James Version, it say those who wait on the Lord. That's why I say you got to get in that place. And you got to wait on the Lord to renew your strength. You got to keep pushing past. And the Bible said they will mount up with wings like an eagle. They will run and not get weary. Oh, God, help me today. They will walk and not faint. That is Isaiah 40 and 31. And sometimes I have to quote that uh, as an affirmation and keep saying, I said, Lord, I'm going to wait on you to renew my strength. Lord, give me the strength to mount up with wings like an eagle. Lord, and as I run, that I won't get weary. And as I I walk, I won't faint, Lord. But you will renew my strength. Oh, God, help me today. And so this is how I get down to business with God. And so then sometimes I I turn my my affirmations to other scriptures. You know, and, and like I said, I may just sit there or lay there. And listen to several of them. Sometimes, let me tell y'all something. uh, uh, Last night, even, I pulled some of them up right there on YouTube, prayed as I fell asleep with those scriptures rotating around in my head. Because you got, let me tell you, you can back put in any scripture in YouTube. If you put in Isaiah 40 and 31 at night, when you have a feeling or sense or aura of evil, because I'm going to tell y'all so I'm telling you, I didn't realize how evil people really are. They sick evil. 
They ain't got nothing better to do than to try to make life complicated for something they can't have what they want. Hello. They selfish and they self-centered. And I realized that in people, so many people are doing some of the most worst wicked things to try to keep somebody in their life that don't even want to be in their life. I'm just saying, let me tell you something about me. And that's what keep my spirit liberated. I've been from knee high to a duck. I'm just saying, I don't want a single solitary person that don't want me. They don't even have to tell me they don't want me. All they got to do is treat me like they don't want me. All they got to do is act like they don't want me. That's enough for me to keep moving. And then I, I and then listen, I get my clarity. And if I'm not sure, and I, I ask somebody, okay, what it is? I remember, I remember, I remember this guy asked me. It was some years ago, back in 2009. He asked me, did I want him to hit that? I said, hit that. What I mean? And actually, we were having a conversation about baptism. And all of a sudden, just out the blue on the telephone in the middle of the conversation, he said, do you want me to hit that? I said, hit that? Well, hit what? Yeah, I hope you're not talking about what I think you're talking about. But, you know, he put it on the table. And I just made sure to give him clarity and say, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I don't want you to hit this. Uh-uh. That's out of the question. <laughs> But if you need clarity, get clarity. And then once you get clarity for somebody to say, well, no, you know, you misunderstood. Or no, we can be friends. Or no, we can be cool. Listen, respect that. And don't be trying to speak no evil over nobody. And want them to fall down and hurt themselves or, or nothing to go good with them. Because they don't want you. Let me tell y'all something. I don't know about these people. They call them you know, root workers and all other kind of workers and soothsayers and bone tossers and... Mm. But you got people that pay their money. I call them people sick and sad. And they pay their money to get somebody to lure a person to them that don't even want them. Now, how sick and sad is that? You're going to spend money and pay money to lure somebody in your life who let it known they don't even want you like that. And, you know, sometimes if people, I think, and this is my opinion, if they didn't perform evil and they just kind of tried to stay kind and nice, you don't never know what stuff might lead to. You may end up with that person. But I believe once people practice evil, if, if they was going to once upon a time end up with them, I think God will reveal things and cause it to be a wrap. Because I'm going to tell you about me. I don't, I, you know, even if I ever thought that I possibly could have, would have, maybe. If I realized that a person practiced evil because they, they didn't have the knowledge, I'm going to put it that way. Because people do a lot of things out of ignorance, unlearned. They didn't have the knowledge to just let God be God and wait on God. They got them Gentile spirits. That's what the Bible considered Gentiles. They was ignorant people. They just didn't learn no better. Because see, if people, if they really believe the word of God, then they'll understand that, listen, if God intend for somebody to be in your life, he'll make it happen. You don't have to go to nobody. You don't got to go to the, the Deacon Peanut Oil. You don't got to go to the Miss Slippery Slope. I'm just saying, you don't You don't have to go to nobody. All you have to do is just trust God. And you don't have to desire nothing wrong. You, matter of fact, you ought to desire the best for that person. You ought to desire that they become rich and wealthy. I'm just saying. Because then if God got a plan for you, oh God, help me today, to connect with that person, guess what? By the time God manifests the plan, if they rich and wealthy, guess what? You're going to be able to eat the fruit of the land. That's why I said people just be doing stupid stuff. And they selfish and self-centered. And they sick and sad. I'm just saying. Because instead of trying to do something to lure somebody to you, people need to be trying to probably get somewhere and get better. Because that's that's a, that's a sick person. There's something wrong with that person. So you need to get well. I'm just saying. If that's what you're doing. Go somewhere and get well. Let the word heal you. In other words. 
Because people are, and they do that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, and the Spirit has showed me so profoundly. And I guess God had to wait for me to get to this level of season and maturity to start revealing. I'm telling my God have literally shown me faces of these people and how they have practiced evil, evil deeds and evil doing, using evil words and evil phrases. And all this stuff. And I just say, God, that is so sick and sad. And I pray for God to heal them and help them. Because they need it. Because I'm going to tell you something about that. And I'm going to put a pen in the podcast after this. When people start praying for protection. And if you one of them people. That they praying for protection from. Listen to me. You got to grab this. If you are one of those people that a person is praying to be protected from because you're that person that's guilty of saying all manner of evil, of doing all manner of evil, and practicing or or pretending or whatever you're doing where evil resides. If you are one of those people and a person realizes Because hopefully from this podcast, people are going to realize it's time to pray for protection against evil. You can't keep shrugging it off and think that what you're feeling today is just a feeling and that something in your body is breaking down or this. No, you need protection from evil. And you'll be surprised at the people, some folk laying with the devil. I'm just saying, I was sleeping with the enemy. I know I was. And that same enemy, because I found a card, I'm telling you, in they grip bag, they went to see somebody. And I called that number. Listen to me, y'all got to grab this. I said I was going to put a pin, but I got to tell you this tomorrow, and that's right quick. Somebody went to practice evil against me. And I end up, you know, with the person. But let me tell you something. That's because I, 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 got a, I got a book that I'm working on. I'm telling you now. Five D's to destroy your life. But let me tell you something. How I got to that place. You know, it's going to be in the book. How people get to those places to destroy their life. It ain't going to be no long drawn out book. But listen to me. The testimony is this. When I found the card, right. It had these dollar signs and car and, and it had all this stuff like, you know, if you want a relationship and keep this person and, you know, to call and whatever, whatever. And the person, the, the, the person, the name of the person was on the car and where they live was in this place called Kiss, Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Florida. So I called a number. Now I'm living in Georgia and I asked the man, I said, you know, I found this card in in the bag because I was taking that stuff to wash. See, I'm I, this this is the thing about God. You don't gotta be looking for nothing, and God will present it before you. That's why I can't I can't walk in the in a way that's act like I was blind. I had my eyes was wide open, but I was stuck on stupid. You don't hear me now. And when you get stuck on stupid, you might as well forgive them folks. I'm just saying. You might as well. I forgive everybody. Everybody. And I forgive because I was stuck on stupid. And God kept showing me signs after signs after signs. Every time after signs. I wasn't looking for nothing. And they thought I used to look for stuff. Because God kept showing me. Showing me. What you doing in this? You ain't got no business with this person. You need to be out of this relationship. I'm talking to somebody and I know I am. And God keeps showing you sign after sign after sign. And you still want to hang on and hold on. I'm just saying. Y'all ain't Ashley Simpson. That don't need to hang on and hold on. You need to let that go. And I consumed so many of my good years hanging on and holding on to somebody God steady kept showing. Because this was before, this was before I even married the person. And I was going through because they, you know, they had left their bag. They left it. I ain't going nowhere digging up nothing. They left it. And they told me when I talked, they said, well, it's just a bag of dirty clothes. So here I am being kind. Not never knowing that when I'm washing the dirty clothes, taking the dirty clothes, I hear this car stuck in there. I don't know nothing about this. I ain't put it in there. 
So when I called a man, I said, I said, I said, I found this card and I want to know what kind of services you render if a person, listen, because y'all know me, I'm going to throw it down when I, you know, when I need to. So I asked the man, I said, so let me ask you this question. If I found this card and just say if a woman came to see you and it could be a card she put in him, I said, and she want this man and I'm with this man and you say you can people can pay you to get the person you want so if she pay you and if I paid you then how, how you gonna make each one of us get him what he gonna do split in half <laughs> I'm just saying make it match and make it make sense and since this is what you say you do let me tell y'all what the man said to me he said, you know what, uh, young lady? He said, he said, I don't even know you. And I'm I'm considering by your voice, you know, because back then I was probably about 30 years ago. And I said, he said, um, you ain't got to worry about nothing. I said, what you mean? He said, I want to take your money. Listen to him. I'm telling you, I promise to God. Then what the man said. The work, the root, the, the work of the this this whatever spiritual advisor, whatever he had on his card, he was with dollar signs and stuff. He said, if if you walked in here now and identify who you are, I wouldn't even take your money. He said, I'm gonna tell you this for free over the telephone. Whoever that man you find that card in uh, bag, he said you ain't gonna make it. Y'all ain't gonna make it. I said, how you know? Cause you know somebody done paid him or something paid you. To, to make him that. He said, no. He said, because y'all so unequally yoked, you so spiritual, y'all ain't gonna make it. He said, I can tell you that right now. He, that man never met me from Adam Hoskett. He said, but the spirit of God that's in your life, if you found my card in this bag that belonged to him, I can tell you now, y'all ain't gonna make it. He said, and I'm going to give you that advice for free. And he said, now I'm busy and I got to go. And I was sitting there left holding, because then when I had, still had a home phone. I'm holding the phone and I'm thinking like, he can't got the right to tell me. See, this is how y'all, we get caught up now. We get the more honorary spirits, but we feel that folk, we going to prove them wrong. So here I am with this stuck in my head from way back then. I'm going to prove him wrong. He ain't got that much power. He ain't God. But let me tell you something. He was right. We still didn't make it. But see, me and my stubbornness trying to prove this person was wrong, I took myself on a journey that just was just time that I could have been doing some whole lot of other greater things. I'm just saying, I put it like that. So what does that leave us? When evil gets on our pathway. I'm just saying, so evil have been on my pathway for years. And I can't sit here and say, I don't know if that man's card, the card was for him to know and practice evil. Or if it was somebody else. Because at the time, you know, he was kicking it with two other women. And I don't know if they went and put the card in the bag. I don't know. But all I know is this. I discovered back then. That's when it really hit me. Evil can be all around you. Evil can be right up in your house. Evil can be where one person entertains another person and they go. That's why I don't like cheating people. Because when you go cheat with one person, you don't know what evil spirits you picking up and bringing back to the next person. I just think it's just, I think that's just, you know, when it comes to sexual immortality, it's just three things I can't stand. I can't stand a rapist. I can't stand a cheater. And I can't stand a person that even if you do know them and they want some and they ask for some and you say no and they think it mean yes and they take it anyhow. Because to me, that's still equal almost to a rapist. It just, it ain't it ain't a stranger. So them three things I can't stand. For somebody to force you to do something you don't want to do sexually. Whether you know them or not. 
and 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 for somebody who decides that they're gonna lay and play with you with your body and then they get up and go take them spirits they got and get another body and be with them spirits and bring them back to you i think that i i, I promise you i think that's because i can't stand nobody who cheat i can't because my philosophy is this and it has been this way for a long time if you're not satisfied with a person that you feel like you need to play and lay with other people, then go on out there and do that. Make yourself liberal. You know what that means? Freely. Don't get don't get nobody married. Don't get nobody tied down. Don't get nobody engaged. If you know good time well, that ain't what you want to do. If you want to play the field, stay out there and play the field. And my thing was always this, and I made it known. Listen, if ever a point you feel that you don't that you don't want to be with me exclusively, I promise you, I ain't falling out, I ain't get mad. I'm pack your stuff and put it by the door, and you can take it, or either you can come and get it. I mean, we don't gotta go through no type. But when you're dealing with selfish and self-centered people, they'll want you and everybody else. Y'all heard it saying they want to have their cake and eat it too. Like, how can you do that? You cannot have cake and eat it, dum dum da dum dum If you're going to eat it, you ain't going to have it no more. So, so people want to think that they can do both. That's impossible. Sooner or later, somebody should get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm going to tell you, even though I might have been what they call number one or the first the first lady, I was truly what they call the first lady. That's why I don't like to refer to no first lady when I talk about a pastor's wife. If I believe her pa- her husband is being faithful, she ain't no first lady. She going to be the pastor's wife. That's my opinion. Because I can tell you from my experience, I was the first lady. Because it was three of us. I'm just saying. When I tell you in this man's cell phone, he had wife A, wife B, and wife C. I'm telling you what I know. And when I saw it, you know, I said, oh, you really macking. You got it going on. We at Zaxby's. We go through the drive-thru, and it's taking too long. So he decides to get out and go in and get the food. We, you know, I placed the order. So, but the line was so long and moving so slow. So when he gets out to go in, look, check this out, the phone ring. So when the phone ring, I see wife A. Because, you know, now people got a lock on their phone. You can still see incoming calls. This has been some years ago now. It's been years ago. It's back in 2012, 2011. So, so, so when they got back in the car, I said, hmm, wife A. I said, um, what's that about? So then he was like, what you talking about? Because, see, my first initial is A. And I said, so wife A called your phone. He said, oh, oh, you, well, that was you calling me. I said, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. How could I call you and not know that I called you if I'm wife A? But, see, he had to switch, switch around. You know, he real clever. So then when he called himself trying to show me, that's when I seen wife A, B, and C. See, that's what I'm talking about. I ain't looking for nothing. And then I said, oh, you got it going on. You macking, you know, so I ain't falling. I ain't mad because I'm at this place where God had really, really solidified me in teaching me how to love. And that's when I wrote that book, How to Always Love. Because when you learn how to always love, you won't be falling out with folks about that dumb stuff that they do. So I'm just thinking though at the time, you know, so I'm laughing. He started laughing. He told my girl, you crazy. And you know, okay, I'm going to laugh this out. But in the back of my mind, I'm keeping this thing, you know, you got to make some sense with it. Wife A, B, and C. So I said, okay, B for Barbara, because she had already called me about a month before that and told me her name, Barbara. And I started saying my name, Shirley. But okay, all right then. So. She want to know what I'm doing with that phone number because that used to be her phone number. I said, I don't know. My husband gave me that phone. That phone. She said, who is your husband? So I told her who my husband was. She said, that's who I, who I gave the phone back to because he got it for me. So, you know, so, okay. So, that's wife B. So, me and her end up talking all night. And we cleared up a lot of stuff that we, we was confused about that God let us connect and make sense. Now, mind you, I ain't look for that. They called me in the middle of the night. And I got a witness. Because the person I was staying with, they were like, well, I heard your phone ring. I was like, okay, I'm minding my business. 
And you talking all night. But, and I told them who the lady was. And then wife C was the other lady in another city. Uh, I think her name was Charlene. So you got wife A for Alfreda, B for Barbara, C for Charlene. So I'm just sitting there looking and thinking, you know what? God delivered me. And he did. Not long after that, you know, I was divorced. But let me tell y'all something. All I'm saying, and I said all that to say this. Sometimes people will bring evil on your pathway because of the stuff that they go out and do outside from you. And that's why I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a flat-footed, firm believer in, in, in a person being committed, being truly committed. I got, I got a book that I'm getting ready to release, as a matter of fact, up for publication today. And in that book, it talks about those things. It's five, five things to decide if your marriage is going to fail or if it's going to fly. I encourage you to go to Amazon. I'm going to be launching the book on Amazon initially. It's also going to be available through InstaSpark and several other locations where you can purchase the book. But I just want to say to you today that listen to me, evil is real. But you don't have to allow evil to overtake your life. You can literally overcome evil with good. You continue to do good. You continue to speak good. You continue to act good. You continue to do things that's good. And trust me, God will bless you with good. Again, we all going to have days. Remember that. That doesn't mean everything is doom and gloom and God is against you. Because if we are able to push past just like with Job, God is a God that rebuilds and restore and release. He's going to release to you, restore to you, and he can rebuild anything with you. At the end of the book of Job, what occurred? Job went through some all kind of afflictions. He lost, when I say everything except his life and his wife. I'm just saying. And Job had 10 children. He lost all of them. And and listen, he didn't lose this stuff like one year, two months, three years. He lost everything in one day. I remember reading the book of Job for many years. But listen to me. God took me on a study. That's why you got to study to show yourself. You can't just read. I have been reading the book of Job for years. But God took me in a study. He took me in a 40-day, or was it 30-day study. And matter of fact, it was during the time, not long before I, I got a chance to, to divorce my second husband. And when I was in this study, it's because some other things, another testimony. But I was in this study. And in that study, let me tell you what I discovered. Something that I never paid attention to. When the Bible says that the first person that came and knocked on Job's door and told Job what he had lost. And then the Bible said, and before that servant could leave, another servant came and told him, oh, well, you done lost a bunch of cattle. You done lost this Here come another servant. And that's when they paid attention. See, I'm studying now. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Job did not lose this stuff some last week, next month, next year. You know how we do. Yeah, okay, we might have lost something this year, last year. Okay, and then we get a little gap where we can get some more strength and recover. Job lost everything except his life and his wife in a day. I'm just saying. Read it. Study it. I said, but let me tell you something. When you, when somebody come and tell you you done lost, and, and then you a wealthy man, you a upright man, you a just man, and now people come you back to back to back, knocking, knocking, knocking. It said before that servant could leave, here come another servant. And, and so, you know, telling you all this, think about it. But Job, he refused to curse God and die. 
He passed the test and God restored to him every single thing. And that's what I want you to understand. You just hold on and hang in there. God is the God of restoration. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives, meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires, and you continue to prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prosper. God bless and bye for now.